If you like ducks, dogs, training, deer hunting, anything outdoors, then this is the podcast for you guys. This is the Flying V Podcast. I'm Thaddeus Bash. I'm your host for this beautiful ride, and I'm assisted by my co-host, Mr. Changmore Vang. You can tune in every week and join us as we talk about anything and everything under the moon that you guys want us to talk about. Some facts, some fiction, and a whole lot of opinions. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's hop into it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast, and welcome back to another episode of the Flying V Podcast. It's been a long week since I talked to you guys last, and first and foremost, um, before we hop into everything, I just want to say thanks to everyone um, who's listening right now. If you're a returning listener, I double appreciate you. If you're new here, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and hit that follow button, guys. Stay up to date with the podcast because we got some big stuff coming up that you're not going to want to miss. I promise you that. If you're watching on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button, guys. We've got plenty of content coming up on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we've been through a little bit of a lull the last couple weeks um, because I've been planning a lot. I've been working all day trying to get uh, this new podcast series we're about to start lined up, uh, which we're not going to touch on yet. Because before we do that, I just got to say, go support us on Instagram and Facebook, guys, at Flying V Outdoors. I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, It not not only helps us out on the channel, but it also helps us out motivation-wise. And Bang, my co-host, absolutely loves to see support on social media. That's what keeps him coming back every week. So uh, (laughs) if you guys can, do me the favor. Um, hit us up on all our social media accounts, and most importantly, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Now, with that being said, we got Changmore in here, and uh, today's topic, uh, I can't release too much information about because this is Bang's idea, and uh, he liked to play the roles reverse play where uh, I don't get to know what we're talking about, and he's going to come in and let us know what our topic is and kind of put me free-balling. So, uh, how you doing, Vang? All right. Well, I guess Vang's having some microphone issues. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was muted. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I was talking and you weren't answering. <laughs> but, yeah, today's topic. So, Thad, I know you're a deer hunter as well. And this year, I have a tag to fill. So, I'm looking for, instead of, we're not going to talk about waterfowl. We're not going to talk about dogs. We're going to go straight into deer. Give me some tips and tricks, bro. How to scout. Uh, I'm actually deciding or looking into a new into a bow. So okay, some some advice. So first of all, out for. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you're deer hunting in Minnesota, right? Yes, sir. You only have one tag to fill. Yeah, it kind of just came with a sportsman's license that I bought here. So I don't know if you guys have that in Louisiana, but. That's and something you, we have. You just get one tag, one deer tag. Yeah, that's that's all I'm. I didn't really even want it, but <laughs> it's since a bow got, or a buck. Um, dude, I don't even know. Oh. I, I don't I don't pick up the tag until August. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <clears throat> but. <laughs> and you've never been deer hunting before. No, never. All right. Well, so, if you guys are strictly into duck hunting, but you've thought about deer hunting, this is a podcast for you. If you're already a deer hunter, maybe <laughs> you can provide some more input for Mr. Yes. Bang here. Uh, before we hop into our topic, though, Bang, we got to do our weekly recap, because uh, you know I, I'd be missing you 
through the week. So <laughs> yeah, fill, fill me in. We've been working on this last week, dude. I'm actually working on a lot of recruiting now. Um, trying to recruit some kids. I've got a charter school opening up, right? Yeah. Um, K through five. So for those listening in Minnesota, you got kids. You know, enrollment at Cross River Charter School. Um, we are they, projected to open this fall, so we're just trying to recruit kids right now at this time. There you go. What so if you got a kid who needs some education, you can support the podcast, <laughs> and your kid can learn how to duck hunt at school. Yeah. Is that one of the classes? I can make it a class. There you go. <laughs> there you, you go. Heard it from from the owner himself. <laughs> duck hunting one hundred and one. Uh, not sure if he's the one to lead that class or not, but maybe I'll have a job. Maybe I can come up and teach, <laughs> right? duck, teach duck hunting to K through five. I'm not sure how attentive they would be, but <laughs> if I bring Boone in, I'm sure they'd pay attention. They'll just, they'll just like playing with Boone. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my last week uh, has been very busy working on Flying V. As everyone knows, uh, Flying V Outdoors, I should say, and Flying V podcast, uh, and Flying V retrievers, everything we got going. Uh, Flying V has grown into many, many projects, and it, it's a lot of work. Um, I do work full time job on top of this, so uh, I stay pretty busy. That's why I ask for uh, the support. It helps pick me up on the days when I don't feel like doing a whole lot. But uh, we've been working on the podcast. I came up with an idea that I want to do for the podcast. It's going to be a series, and uh, it's going to be fifty states of waterfowl and what we're going to do is every week alphabetically we're going to bring one guest on from a state to talk about duck hunting plain and simple um it it should be awesome uh it's going to be a 50 week series obviously so um if you're new here (laughs) hit that subscribe button because you're going to stick around for a year listening to it and i'm excited (laughs) personally uh because a lot of states i would never even think of duck hunting in um, but there's waterfowlers. Arizona is not a state that I would imagine duck hunting in. I got a guy from Arizona that's going to come on and tell us all about it. So it's it seems like it's going to be really informative to everyone. And if you're like me and you love the sport um, and the different types of waterfowl hunting in general, this is going to be a good one. We're going to have everything from timber shooting mallards, cornfield hunts, sea duck hunting, uh, apparently duck hunting in the fucking desert. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. So, uh I'm excited. We also got some uh, some pretty big names coming on. I'm not going to disclose those yet, but uh it's going to be cool. So, uh stick around for that one, guys, and hopefully you're as excited as I am. Um and before we hop into this topic bang, I just want to say thank you to both Drake Waterfowl and Tacticam for their support of Flying V Outdoors. Uh, it's dearly appreciated. With nothing else said, let's hop into it. So, Vang, this is going to be your first time deer hunting. Uh, yeah. For anyone who watched the channel last year, uh, Tim had actually never deer hunted. And I was like, hey, bro, we'll go deer hunting. I bought these crossbows two years ago. I got a clearance deal on them, so I bought two of them. I was going to give one to Maddie, and then I asked Maddie if I could give it to Tim. Uh, so I gave Maddie's to Tim and, uh, we went out and we were hunting public land. Will you be hunting public or private? Uh, it'd be public. Public land. So public yep. land's kind of a monster. We're blessed down here, uh, with public land since we live right next to the air force base and we have access to it. Um, 
so it's public, but it's like a different kind of public. Um, so you, like in the bow zones, we can hang stands um, and leave them out year round, and you can put cameras out and stuff. The only thing you can't do is a uh, like bait or anything. You can't put mineral blocks or corn or anything. But uh, we're pretty okay. fortunate there. So I took Tim out. And we did some scouting and picked some spots and I threw some stands up. And uh, we really didn't deer hunt that much last year um, because it was Boone's first duck season. Um, so I was really, really, really hitting the duck hunting hard. And I love duck hunting. And uh, me and Tim had built our uh, blind together. And we were wanting to hunt that every chance we could. And I just got the new boat. So, I mean, it was a duck hunting year. Like, it was just lined up to focus mainly on duck hunting. But this year, we were actually talking about it this week. Um, we're we're going to hit the deer hunt hard this year. And uh, I had that crossbow, but this year, I, I'm switching back to my compound bow. Um, last year, I was worried about my back and my ability to use uh, my compound. But uh, I, I think I'll be good. So, uh yeah, I'd say tip number one is, uh, or really just first things first, you got to figure out how you're going to hunt the deer. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. You laugh, but I mean, are you going to gun hunt or are you going to bow hunt? Um, I will bow. You're going to bow hunt? So yeah. you're just going to jump right into the manliness of it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love bow hunting. Uh, the, I, in my opinion, there's no better way to deer hunt than with a bow. Um, mm -hmm. you're you're closer. It's more exciting. It's a bigger adrenaline rush. There's a whole lot of room, like more room for error. Um, there's a lot more actual hunting involved to it than sitting in a box blind with a rifle. I mean, people shoot deer two, three hundred yards away with a rifle. Uh, mm -hmm. with a bow, I mean, you're thirty yards or less. Right. Um, especially depending on where you're hunting. If you're in the thick stuff, I mean, like where my stand is. For a good, clean shot with no branches anywhere, I'm 15 or in. I mean, they're right up on you. So uh, that's why I enjoy bow hunting. I think it's more of a challenge. Um, makes it harder. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I foolheartedly support your decision to bow hunt. Have you, have you chose a bow yet? Or no, I have not. Is this like something you just decided today? Well, I mean, it's what I decided when I bought my license, my sportsman's license. Like, well, I guess I'll finally tag a deer because it comes with a deer tag. So, okay. well, so that's why. So step one on your list, you got to get a bow. Right. Step two, you need to go practice with your bow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real big thing. A lot. <laughs> like shooting, I mean, shooting a bow is not difficult, but you... You you gotta perfect it. If you've never been deer hunting, um, it doesn't seem like it'd be like some crazy adrenaline rushing thing, um, because ninety percent of it is not. But when you finally have deer start moving in, mm -hmm. if you got a buck ten yards from you, man, and you got to stand up and draw that bow back, your heart is racing. <laughs> I mean, you're and you're shaking. It's, it's an amazing different. feeling. I I will say, like it's it's a feeling like none other. But you need to practice and practice and practice because if you're not like completely proficient with that bow, well, I mean, when it comes clutch time, you're gonna whip that shot. I mean, mm -hmm. I would consider myself 
a pretty good marksman with a bow. And I've missed shots on deer. Funny. I missed a shot on a buck in North Carolina that could have been a state record had I hit it. What? It was a freaking tank. Yeah. You never told me about this. It's it 20 yards away. I remember it clear as day. <laughs> I was hunting this little, like, cut in the timber line. It was beautiful. It was an evening hunt. And there was a, it was been raining for a few days. So there was this nice little, like, flooded puddle right in the middle of it. Um, it was like 15 minutes left of daylight. He comes strutting out of the tree line and uh, he stops, starts drinking the water. And I, dude, my heart was thumping. Like, I was freaking stoked. Um, and I was hunting on the ground. So I was sitting there and I drew back. And uh, it was just a weird angle the way I was sitting. So I, I stood up or I let my bow back in. Um, and I started to creep up, and as I stood up, he looked back at me again, and I was like, oh, shit, he saw me. And he didn't see me, I'm not really sure how, but he goes back down and start drinking. So I angle myself, draw back again, get set on him, and I sit my 20-yard pin right on his vitals. And then... You know, I mean, this all happens in a matter of like maybe five, ten seconds at the most. But it feels, you know, like it feels like minutes when you're sitting there. <laughs> I like and, the suspense. <laughs> and I'm and I start thinking, I'm like, you know, maybe it's he's further than 20 yards. I think he's like 35 yards. I don't know. So I I pull my bow up and I'm like, he's probably 35 yards. So I put it in my I aim a little bit high with my 30 yard pin, which puts my 20 yard pin just over his back. And I'm like, yep, that's it. And as soon as I'm at the pole, <laughs> he looks up, looks straight at me. Boom. Rip that Sorry, arrow. I'm not sure about that. Oh. Okay, well, the Alexa's talking to me. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure either. But uh, so, thunk, right over his back. And he's Wow. So, so he misjudgment was, of the uh, yardage? Yeah, he was 20 yards all day. <laughs> I should have went with my gut. So there you go. Tip number one, trust your gut. But uh, yeah, yeah it, that was a heartbreaking experience. So like I said, the most important thing, you need to be proficient with that sucker. If you have a range finder, it would help. I didn't have a range finder. Um, I always thought I was fairly good at judging range, but I do have a range <laughs> finder now. So that was a lesson learned. Uh, and they're inexpensive. You can get one, yeah. decent one for less than 100 bucks. You don't need one that goes out to 2,000 yards. So Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a rage fighter. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> next, I, you, you got to find how you're going to pursue them. Um, first, you need to look at your local laws. Uh, if, you, if you're hunting public land, right. can, can you hang stands? What's, what's the rules on that? If you can, I have no problem hanging stands. We have several hung up. Um, you just got to know it's public land, so people can use them. Um, people may tamper with them, whatever. Right. And then I would recommend, and it's just me as a climbing stand. Um, I have one of those as well. Didn't use it last year because uh, my back. But a climbing stand gives you the freedom and mobility. And most places you can't leave a stand out on public land. So uh, you can get a good climbing stand. Summit makes nice climbing stands and they're fairly inexpensive as well i mean 
200 or less. Um, and yeah, it's basically just a bottom platform and then the top platform and you kind of like you hang your top platform around the tree and then uh, hook the bottom platform around the tree, put it on your feet and then you just kind of like inch your way up the tree till you get set and then you just kind of like lock it in and turn around and there's your stand. Um, and they sounds, have their pros and cons, but sounds simple enough. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you wear a harness. And, How high are you up on a tree? Uh, when I climb, I use between fifteen and twenty feet. Okay. Uh, I think my ladder stand's set at twenty feet. Some of them are fifteen feet, but I mean, you can go higher than that if you want to. I don't see the need to. Some people, I mean, the higher you are, I mean the one, the more vision you have, depending. I mean, if you go too high, your vision's going to be impaired. And two, the more concealed you are. But the higher you are, the weirder the shot angles get. So yeah, take, just keep that in mind. And the higher you have to climb. I mean, the higher you are, the farther you fall. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the I'd, other thing. I'd rather fall from 15 feet than 30 feet. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just wear your harness. What are you climbing that high for, though? <laughs> like, what do you mean? That sounds stupid high, 30 feet. Hey, I mean, people do it. Google <laughs> it. That's a thing. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I know. I'm not just throwing numbers out. People okay. do that. Okay, now, you know how we had a podcast talking about, you know, beginners and how expensive it is to duck hunt and all that stuff? Would you, would you compare, or okay, compare the price of deer and duck? Cheaper, is it? Deer hunting's cheaper. I sounds. It sounds expensive. Okay, let's. I guess depends on what. I'm talking about full, full on gear and everything. Like you have all the stuff because you do solos. If you're gonna bow, bows aren't cheap, but neither is a nice shotgun for duck hunting. Right. You can get a nice, ready to hunt bow. Don't quote me on this. I'm gonna say like six fifty. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad. No, I mean it's not anything fancy, but it's a it's a solid boat. It'll get you through your first two seasons or so. Well, um, mm-hmm. we'll say six fifty. Um, after that, you know your stand. If you get a climber, two hundred yeah. bucks, give or take, depending on how fancy you want to get, um, or if you just get like a hang on ladder stand or whatever kind of similar price range really so that puts you at about eight eight fifty um your stands come with a harness every stand comes with a harness these days i think it's a requirement um if you want a nicer harness you can buy one um the only real difference is comfort but okay your bow should come with some arrows say if you have to buy arrows though arrows are not cheap at all dude that's the thing <laughs> I found out they're like what, ten bucks a piece at least. At least, yeah. And then one shot could really fuck up the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, they're not cheap. Um, but they're reusable, so if you don't break it. So compared right. to rifle hunting, I mean, like my my <laughs> six five, my deer rifle, my six five Creedmoor. I mean, have you ever seen the prize of a six five Creedmoor round? 
Especially with, <laughs> yeah. with the cost of ammunition today. God, I'm basically shooting arrows. You'd be lucky enough to find any, right? Yeah. And I don't even get them back. So, uh, <laughs> in, in today's market, bow hunting's cheap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> broadheads are not cheap either. You're looking at between 40 and 80 Jeez. bucks for a good set of broadheads. I mean, you say, geez, that yeah. they're going to last. And that's for like a, a nice quality broadhead. You don't want to cheap out. Right. Because there's so many variables that go into bow hunting. I mean, you want everything to be like fine tuned in precision. So, broadhead is, and arrows are two things you don't want to cheap out on. Spend the money right. and get her done. Plain and simple. Um, and you got to think. If you buy a six-pack of broadheads, that's going to last you several years. But what if, like, it's stuck in the deer or the deer breaks the arrow? Well, there goes one. <laughs> you have six more or five more. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get that. So you're good. You'll be okay. Um, so after that, I mean, you just need clothes. I mean. But you could just transfer that stuff if you have that kind of gear. Yeah, I mean, you really don't need any, like, fancy clothing. I guess it just depends on how particular you are. I mean, growing up as a kid, like, we hunted in Carhartts and Bibs. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. With that being said, I think it, <laughs> a lot of that depends on where you hunt and what you're hunting in. And I, th I, In my opinion, on public land, I prefer to be head-to-toe camouflage with a mask on. Uh just because I think that public land deer are more wise. Yeah. They get, they've been hunted their whole life. Um, so I think they're smarter. And that's just my personal opinion. I think it depends on how pressured the area is. Um, like growing up hunting on the farm and stuff. The deer were around humans all the time. And they weren't used to being hunted as much. So they didn't really care. So, yeah, you know, it was, didn't trigger them as much. Like oh, they were... Yeah. They'd eat in the fields and be behind the house and stuff. They'd smell all the smells. And uh, it was normal with them. If you get deep in those public land woods, you know, a deer's going to smell you. And he's like, yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> and that's just, I don't know. That's my thought process on it. So I think public land deer are definitely more wise. So, yeah. I, I, but like you said, your duck hunting camo will work the same. I don't not a big believer in like that patterns matter. I think that, you know, at least for deer hunting, like deer are colorblind. So all you're wearing camouflage for is to break up your outline. So your color's not going to play a huge role in it or your patterns per se. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. any, any of your duck hunting camo will work just fine. So we'll save you a couple bucks there. But, uh, <laughs> and that's essentially it. Um, a little <clears throat> about a thousand dollars then for that if you have nothing yeah like if yeah you have if you have nothing no bows or anything if you time it right and you make this decision at the end of hunting season you can find arrows for super cheap and you can find broadheads for super cheap and all kinds of stands and everything cleared cleared out for really cheap i bought four ladder stands last year for twenty dollars a piece on clearance so It'll all drop down, and you'll be able to get some good deals on them. Damn. Same thing this fall coming up. Um, 
when they bring out the new line of everything, check your Walmarts and your academies and stuff, and you'll find some stands and stuff on clearance from last year's stock that they have to get rid of. Um, so you can find some deals. Check out Marketplace for stands and stuff. Buy a used bow. I mean, I haven't. I don't. I think I've bought one of my bows in my lifetime, brand new. Oh, okay. The, re- the rest have been used. There's nothing wrong with a used bow. You'll just have to go to a pro shop or somewhere and get it tuned to you. And I would get new strings put on it. But you can save some money for sure. And uh, most bow hunters take really good care of their stuff. So you can usually, I mean, usually a used bow is in really good shape because people spend that money and they plan on using it for years. Right. Or they buy it and like, ah, oh, this isn't for me and they never use it and they throw it in a case and it's like brand new. So, um, but for you, once you have all your stuff, I mean, the next thing is just going to be scouting, man. Uh, yeah. What am I looking for? <sighs> you know, and you're going to have to, one, you're going to have so, to find your public land. Uh, and what I look for is, I'm going to find where I can hunt. Ideally, if you're bow hunting, a lot of places, um, at least in all the states I've been to, have bow-only areas. So, no gun hunting or whatever. Yeah, that, that's where since, I'll be. That's where I'll be. Yeah, since you live in the city, there should be some urban, like, public land bow hunting areas. And mm-hmm. those, those are some money spots. Because those urban deer, again very used to the smells and the sounds and the peoples so i feel like they're a little dumber but uh Mm -hmm. definitely look for a bow hunting only area if you're going to be bow hunting and uh look on the map and a lot of people have this misconception that going further is better you know, like some people are like, oh, I got to walk five miles into the woods because that's where no one goes. That's where all the good hunting is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not true at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's and it's not. It's just like duck hunting. People think they got to get way out there in the marsh and then they don't see shit. And then on the way back, there's 60 mallards sitting next to the boat launch. <laughs> yeah. Because they just go where they want to. You know what I mean? So you got to look on the map and find the spots that look good i like to look for ample cover and a water source food is pretty abundant through the woods especially if you're in hardwoods there's going to be acorns everywhere if they're going to feed i don't it just depends you know mm-hmm. if there's fields around that you know they're going to travel to those and eat so but one thing they like to have where they're going to stay is cover and water so find a little creek or something on that map and then that's where i would start my scouting search okay is i'd find those areas and i'd go out and boots on the ground start looking look for tracks look for shit look for scrapes rubs search the area find some food if you can and look around that creek. I guarantee around that creek bed you're going to see plenty and plenty of tracks. If you do, you can either A, kind of follow them around, see where they're going, and kind of just start painting that picture in your head. Or B, 
once you find that creek and where what you're thinking that's when i would start looking around for trails and i would start looking around for thick cover because they like to get in that thick cover and bed down and that's where they're going to stay so you want to really find that thick cover um, and that's when if you locate both of those things which you will <laughs> that's when you need to figure out your plan of attack right yeah so you got to know well they're going to bed down then when they get up to bed down where are they going to go right when they come back where are they coming from you know during the day if they get up to move around where are they going at some point your answer is going to be that water source guarantee they have to drink water right yeah so at one point during the day they're going to make a move towards that water source so plan your attack you got to figure out how they're getting from their bedding area to said water source and then you got to figure out where can you position yourself to where the sun's in your favor the predominant wind is in your favor and where you can have a good shot on where you plan on them being. So you need to, one, obviously, if you're going to set up a stand or plan a hunt there, you need to figure out which way the sun's rising. And I, you, you want your sun, the sun in your back. I mean, it's like anything else. You don't want to be looking straight into the sun. Right. And if it's at your back, when they're looking at you, I mean, one, it's going to break up your shadow completely because you're going to have a tree to your back and two it's going to the sun will be in their eyes if they ever look up at you so you want the sun in your back and you can look up online you know what is the predominant wind direction for this area so where's the wind blowing majority of the time there's always going to be days where it blows wherever it wants to but most days every location has a predominant wind direction right so yeah that's what I would find, and then you want to play the wind to your advantage. You want to be downwind from where that bed is, or where you're, where you plan on killing them, where your, where your kill zone is. Could so, you just sit by the water source? <laughs> you could, yeah. And just sit there all day long. Sit downwind from it. Yeah. You could. Or do you like try to tra- uh, catch them on their track, the trails? It it really doesn't. It, matter. it depends on the. Si- I mean, it depends on the situation. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If, if you have one solid bedding ground that goes to that water source and just one bedding ground, then I would be more tempted to hunt closer to the bedding than I would the water. Yeah. If there was a creek and then there were four or five areas that looked like they would bed down in, then I'm going to hunt towards the creek. Because you're going to have more of a chance of one of those groups coming to you. Now, maybe there's another water source that you don't know about that they wake up and go to. If there's only one area, right? So you just find one spot where they probably bed down around that area. Well, maybe they get up and they go somewhere else and they don't come to that creek. Or when they're going to get some drinks, they don't come to that creek. They go to a different creek. Or they go meet their friends and then go somewhere. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. 
then if that were the case, if there's only one, then I'm going to hunt closer to that bedding area. Just I feel like you'd have better odds. Um, look at your laws on trail cameras. Yeah. Um, on public land. Some states allow them. Some states don't. Um, that's what I would do. Is I'd, if, they, if you're allowed to put a trail cam out, I would invest in at least just one cellular trail cam. The new uh, Tacticam Reveal. That's a pretty badass cell cam. Invest in one of those. Find your spot and just throw it out there for a week. And it'll text you when you get a picture. Really? If you don't have, yeah, if you don't have, uh, yeah, I have two of them. I get texts all day. Uh, <laughs> this is just but, like motion almost? Yeah, just, you Charge know, if, if anything walks by it, it takes their picture. And then the cell cams just text it to you right away. Ding. How does it work? How do trail cams work anyway? Like, they just have a battery little, wise. How do you, how do you charge it? Or how does it operate? They run on double A's. Or mine run on double A's. And let me tell you this. Last time, let me pull my app up. I'll give you factual information. <laughs> so my little battery life bar yeah. is set to, it's on like a four bar scale, right? So my camera's battery life is on three bars. I have 598 photos on it since the last time I was out there. And it's Jeez. been out there since January. Or Jesus. February. It's been out there since February. So March, April, May, June. It's been out there four months. And it's went down one notch on the battery scale. <laughs> so they last a while. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Something walks by and they take a picture of it. I mean, you can get the non-cellular ones. I like the cell cams. I never had one. I got one to try it out. And I don't know that I'll ever want to get one that's not a cell cam. Uh, it's just so convenient. Yeah. It's, and you can like everything saved on the app, and it's a good way to like track your stuff. But I would put a camera out, and then if there's something moving around there, you'll see it. Like I said, give it a week or two though. Um, if you give it a week and you have like one day you have a picture of a deer or two, I would leave it out for another week, see if and when they come back. If they don't come back, it's probably a fluke. If they do come back, it's probably going to be around the same days. So then you have a pattern, right? Right. So then you can leave it out again, and you can start seeing where they are. Leave it out there three or four weeks, and now you really have that pattern dialed in. And then you can either say, well, I like this. I'm going to keep it in this area. Or you can move it to a new area and do the mm -hmm. same thing. If after a week you have no movement, I wouldn't leave it out there any longer. I'd pick it up and move it somewhere else. Okay. So there you go. I mean, there's your... There's your scouting tip from me. Um, I'm sure our followers and listeners will be able to chime in some. Um, but that's just how I approach things. And that's exactly, if you ask Tim, that's exactly what we did this year. Uh, <laughs> we found our bow zone, looked on the maps, found what we liked, went out there, found some good signs and set up. And we saw a good bit of deers this year. Deers. <laughs> we saw a good bit of deer this year. It just, uh, I never had the chance to shoot one. He did, uh, but he didn't shoot one. I don't really know why. <laughs> what? That doesn't make I, sense. 
You don't have to talk to him about it. I don't know. This is his first time. You question yourself a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the the big thing I didn't get to deer hunting was because I was not trying to sit out there by myself, shoot one, and then drag that bitch out and then clean it up. That it's was not the, that bad. That was the main thing. I mean, we, we process our own. <laughs> I know, but like dragging that bitch. I mean, <laughs> 30 minutes of pain. It's not that bad. Phone a friend. <laughs> yeah, any, right. They, they you don't drag... have any friends that come help you drag a deer out? Well, not until now. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I told Tim every time he said he was going out, I wasn't. I was like, well, if you kill something, give me a call. I'll come help you. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully he would do the same. If not, I mean, my stand's only. <laughs> it's not that far from the truck. So I'd be all right. Uh, you'll be so adrenaline rushed and happy that you don't even notice you're dragging the sucker. <laughs> I mean, like I said, don't go five miles into the woods. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my approach is, depending on what, if you only have one tag, I feel like you have more than one. I don't think that's accurate. No, well, but, uh, I have one, but if I could buy more if I wanted to, it's just right now. When I bought my sportsman's, sportsman's license, it gives you one deer tag. Gotcha. Well, if it's a like a choice buck or doe, that's on you. Yeah. My philosophy, like I think we get six tags here. Uh, my philosophy is fill the freezer first, then fill the shelf later. Uh, okay. It's kind of the same way I, I approach duck hunting. I if I can put it in a pan, I'm shooting it. I'm not worried about it having a green head. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. And with deer hunting, if I have a group of does come in first thing in the morning, opening morning, first first light, five does come in, I'm not sitting there all day to see if a buck's going to be following them. Yeah, right? Like I, I'm picking out the biggest doe in that group, <laughs> and I'm sticking her with an arrow and I'm eating backstraps for dinner. Like, you know, I just, yeah. I, I get some people hunt for sport. I, mm-hmm. I have no opinion on that. I hunt, one, because I do enjoy it, but two, I gotta, love to eat. Yeah, I got to put some food on the table there. <laughs> Dude, I mean, there's nothing better than venison. I don't care what anyone says. I love eating duck. <laughs> I love eating goose. But, there's nothing better than venison, and you can make it a hundred freaking ways. Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna have to do some recipe sharing later on. We sure uh, are. When the season comes. That's right. Well, hopefully, both season opens here like October first. I think. Yeah. Hopefully, like October first, I'll be eating backstraps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my advice to you. If you only have one tag, dude. Whatever you can get, take it. And then, I'm sure you'll probably go buy another tag. But if you just can yeah. kill one nice fat doe, you could spend the rest. I mean, that's it's just you and your lady. I mean, that's enough food to feed you guys <laughs> Yeah, for a while. Especially a Minnesota deer. You got the big deer up there. Yeah. Down here, we got to kill like two and a half of them to get that. <laughs> but that'll last you a while. Kill that doe. Then you can spend the rest of deer season chasing a buck 
<clears throat> right. And that's it. And that's it. And we're gonna we're gonna have to do a whole other podcast on a trying to find a nice book. Yeah. We're out of time. <laughs> okay. But th- this wasn't trophy hunting one hundred and one. This was. This was- how to Getting bag a deer. <laughs> no, just <laughs> shooting deer. Just shooting deers. <laughs> or the freezer fillers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, does that answer your question? I, I think it does. All, all in all, like a little under about $1,000, I guess, to just try to get into it and um, to tag a deer. If you buy everything brand new. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, I'll... Uh, I'll shoot you over some bows. Okay. Once I get once I get everything done, I'll I'll send you some stuff to look at. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyone who's watching, if you got any more questions, um, or, or advice, or advice for Chang, um, or myself, maybe you're like, you know, what? you don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. Do this. <laughs> I'm probably gonna shrug you off and say, well, I kind of do know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but feel free, Vang might listen. Yeah. Um And also. If you guys like us talking about deer hunting, I'd say let me know because we'll do more podcasts. But I think next week is week number one of the 50 states of waterfowl. Oh, so we'll be busy. <laughs> Which we got means plans. We have one year of duck hunting <laughs> until we can do another deer podcast. <laughs> but uh, also, guys, if you're interested in any merch or anything, uh, when week one of the podcast drops, week one of the series we're going to be dropping a 50 states of waterfowl hat and shirt so it's going to be pretty cool i sent a logo to bang and he approved <laughs> so uh i like it too it's going to be pretty sweet so we'll actually we'll, we'll probably do a giveaway i like giveaways but yeah, we'll probably do a giveaway do <laughs> and we'll make them available as well um again i appreciate you guys support if you do like the deer hunting stuff uh I plan on, uh, I told Tim earlier this week, I'm plan on hunting a lot harder in my deer stand this year. Um, I've been upgrading my camera arsenal slowly, so we should be able to make some nice, high-quality deer hunt videos this year. And uh, hopefully we can get Tim on his first deer. Hopefully Vang gets on his first deer. Uh, maybe he can record it. Maybe I'm asking too much. I don't know. Maybe. If you buy a Maybe tactic, you do the editing. Buy, buy, buy a tactic cam and you'll be good. Yeah. I'll send you a link. <laughs> All right. And I'll edit it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, guys, if you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up for me if you're still here. And hit that subscribe button. And uh, if you're on Spotify, go ahead and hit that follow button because you're not going to want to miss the next year of podcast we got coming up for you guys <laughs> all right buddy i appreciate y'all bang have a good night and yes, uh, sir. all our listeners hope you guys have a good week <laughs>